0: The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb.
1: 807 here on The Morning Jam. Always glad to have him. Dr. Bob Denton is with us uh, to talk about some of the, uh, you know, just the craziness going on. He's retired former director of School of Communications and W. Thomas Rice professor at Virginia Tech. But
2: I swear he's busier now than he I was know before he <laughs> in <laughs> retired.
1: Re- in retirement, I think he took it full tilt. Good morning, Dr. Bob.
2: Well, good morning. Good morning, indeed. <laughs>
1: well where, where do we, we begin? start <laughs> yes <laughs> good
0: it's lord
2: time. it really yeah. does feel exactly that way right. let's so, start with the 60 minutes interview yeah
1: yeah let's go there what or, what what kind of fallout uh I, I mean we we joked around at the beginning of the show dr bob where he said you know trump would say something you got a small cleanup on aisle three with with uh biden on you gotta 60 call minutes. in hazmat <laughs> yeah you gotta call in hazmat because you know aisles 8 through 17 are overflowing with junk yeah
0: yes indeed i mean um, almost everything he said the white house has had to modify correct for by context and it was really um quite something of course it was a softball uh, oh, yeah. overall kind of interview mm-hmm. um really as it relates to hunter biden we there's a lot there. I don't know if we'll ever know the full truth. Um, I don't understand strategically why he would open the door about 2024, <laughs> providing an opportunity for, for, well, I'm not sure. We'll see. I intend to. But as soon as you say that strategically, I just, I, I did not understand that.
2: Well, of he, he to, was again, able to use that line he had planned out. The proof is in the eating of the pudding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yes. Which is, well, a, was, I hadn't he heard that thinking, one before. <laughs> Well, he was looking forward to dinner, I guess. I, <laughs> I
1: don't know. Right. I don't
0: know. It, it was in the pandemic. 400 are still dying daily. But you know what is really now becoming more and more clear is about the long-term COVID. The impact of that is growing, especially in terms of even some of the uh, not only middle-aged people, mm-hmm. but as it relates in terms of the workforce. Um, his blank defense as a Taiwan. Again, if it's, as if Ukraine is not enough, right. $15 billion, we're doing a proxy war right now. Yeah. But what if Taiwan, I mean, we're going to have a two-front battle again? Are we going to do World War
1: II again? Um, oh, and by the way, Dr. Bob, he has depleted our, you know, our, our reserves, reserves yeah. our oil reserves, giving it away. Some even got to China.
0: Yes, and of course, about the economy inflation is not quite that bad but it's still I, eight plus ten percent every month that count. was the
2: only time that I felt like the interviewer was like wait 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 what, what 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 I, I it's the I, worst since uh, Carter
0: it uh, yes I mean I, I just so I I don't know and yet um he certainly gets by with it um and I'm surprised there's not more bipartisan or just common sense outrage yeah you don't have to be anti-biden or um, um it's it, it just listening and going down the line it, it anyway i was somewhat amazed and alarmed quite frankly by that interview
2: well i mean one of the things that he said was that covid's over <laughs> you know yeah. all, all over um but <laughs> Uh, but yet, we still have Air Force pilots who are still grounded. Yeah. Yes, you
0: know. I've I've already got my fifth boot, My my fifth shot. Mm-hmm. I made sure to try to to do that.
1: What about Fauci? Um, there wasn't eighty five microphones in front of Fauci. Just maybe one or two this time. Is he just going away like the pandemic? Apparently.
0: Well, he certainly. Um, yes, a um, soldier never dies. They just fade away <laughs> right. I, i'm i'm a little bit more um um not so much favorable but i do give deference to him mm. unprecedented situation of course we still know who it, i mean it's china i mean right. look what the cost us. are mm-hmm. uh, they already a worldwide war on uh with that uh with covid but unknowing times trying to navigate it what to do and not to do learned a lot of the lessons I'm probably one of those who gives um, him a little bit more grace okay. than uh, than many. But that's that's just me.
1: What what do you think he says today at the UN? It's just ironic that Putin would come out last night and say, and you predicted this. Let me give you uh, some credit as we try to do every time. You said we're in World War 3 already, and that was months ago when we first interviewed you about this war. And it's been a slow crawl. It's not war as we think of it, because it's a different time. War doesn't always act the same as it has in history. The end result is or, the, you know, maybe in the middle of the war. But he says, don't mess with me. I'm serious. And he has rattled the uh, nuclear cage again. What is what does Biden do today with that, if anything, when he speaks to the world at the U.N.?
0: Well, yes, I do think we're in a proxy war. Um, I have spoken to um, some uh, military folks. Um, There's more Americans on the ground there than one might think, quote, advisors, whatever you want to call them. Fifteen billion dollars. There's certainly a lot at stake. Um, And incidentally, in the meantime, trying to keep that up, China go right in and say, okay, now is a good time for Taiwan. As I said, we don't want a two-front war. Mm-hmm. I think his job today is trying to get more of the world around protecting in terms of Ukraine. The tactical nukes are a real uh, possibility, but those little cluster bombs that they were using and just destroying town to town to town is a pretty basic strategy. Well, I'm not so sure until their backs against the wall um, that they would use um, tactical nuclear. But that again, that's all or none. Then I mean, we we will no longer be proxy; it will be war. Mm-hmm. So I think Biden today he has the world as an audience, the people there at the United Nations, and he needs to make the case for support and to alienate um, and separate as it relates to to um, Putin, and also, you've got to address some of China yeah. and, and what's going on there. So it's a tough spot, quite frankly, um, and um, I hope he stays on script, um, um, but this is, a—I think today is more important, and again, I think this whole Ukraine, I think it's just, um, uh, quite frankly, the number one issue. We need to be extremely careful. Uh, this is a slow creep. And at what point does it tip? And so I, 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 as you said, I have from the very beginning very much alarmed about this.
2: Well, I think I think we all have uh, a lot of reason uh, to be alarmed. Let me ask you this: We're getting some uh, readings and some polls in now about midterm elections. What? What do you feel like? Uh, how do you think that that tide is turning mm-hmm. as we move into November?
0: Well, I'll tell you, the, the historical norms of midterms doesn't seem to be holding. It seems like since 2020, every election cycle establishes different and new norms, things that historically are different. Uh, historically, the Iowa Party um, averages, you know, about 26 seats. The presidential, when the ratings were in the 40 percent and the incumbent, they had party losses. I mean, in 2020, Obama was at 45 percent, lost 63 seats. Mm -hmm. 2018, Trump was at 40 percent. He lost 40 seats. But right now, the generic ballot with Biden at 40, he's improved, 43, 45. Which blows my mind.
2: I can't even, I don't even know how that happened.
0: And yet, the Democrats are now, up, depending upon the poll, 3 to 5 percent generic uh, balance. But the Republicans will take the House. But even though that is the case by how much and so now say well maybe a good case they'll only pick up if it's really good 33 seats mm-hmm. um when you look at the senate races i mean you know um it appears if we believe uh 538 which does pretty good work um dims hold at 80 percent um chance uh be 48 to 54 seats and of course you have to keep in mind two independent caucuses with the democrats mm-hmm. um some the gas prices are somewhat down growing importance right. of the abortion rights mm-hmm. have absolutely swung five to eight percentage points toward the uh on the generic bar- ballot for uh democrats um and so which party is more angry which party is more motivated right. and the higher the turnout Less well, Republicans tend to do nationally, but we don't know if that's the case anymore because if it starts really getting toward um, 40, 50, 60% turnout, then that could change the dynamics. One thing I will say though the polls take them with a grain of salt, it may show a little trend, but we're in new territory and the pollsters are struggling. Mm-hmm. Trying to put the formula: How many Dems will show up? Right. By what age group? Mm-hmm. Um, and the motivations. And so, this is probably a cycle where I would believe the exit polls more than mm-hmm. the prior polls. Um, Interesting. And so it's just a real unknown factor.
1: Is the I know we talk a lot about the independent voter, and that always seems to be. I mean, you can go back dozens of years, and 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 that always seems to be the focus. In your opinion, is the independent voter that wise of a voter? In other words, do they really take a look at at the whole spectrum uh, when they go in to vote? Is their vote that precious to them as it should be? In other words, you, there's a lot of noise out there. Are they willing to sift through some of that noise to find out? And we've talked a lot about truth today, and had some fun with it because I'm not so sure there is such a thing as political truth. But I'm just anymore. I'm, yeah, so I'm just curious what your thoughts are on the independent voter that could swing it.
0: So, independent voter is a category. Really, what's very important to both parties are um, favorable. You know, leaners. Mm-hmm. And do I lean Republican? Do I lean Democrat? I still call myself rather uh, independent. As the election goes, it's like peeling an onion. Mm-hmm. And so, if it is about abortion, if it is about inflation or the economy, you'll get those leaners who will be pretty much you can bring one way or the other. And then you've got the candidate factor. Mm-hmm. When you get within a couple of weeks, the independent voter. If they still say, well, I'm not sure, I'm still undecided, that's going to split about Mm 50-50. So, yes, there's really not that large number of honest-to-goodness independent voters. They are all leaners, either single-issue voting or candidate voting. And they may, from Democrat to Republican, but we're at the point now that someone stands up and says, well, I'm independent and I'm not quite sure— Um, that tends to split 50-50. I mean, it's, you know, they're not really motivated or activated enough. So that is a real gray kind of category from far Democrat to leaning, far Republican inward to leaning. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I just, you know, you hear a lot about it, and there's always a lot of uh, wondering whether that's going to make a difference or not. And, uh, you know, I just... I just want to um, – I'm, I'm hopeful that, that people will just do their homework. And I know, like I said, everybody's busy, some working two and three jobs in this 8.3 inflation rate, which apparently doesn't matter to the president. Uh, they don't have time. As, as And, you know, and he always talks about that person sitting at the kitchen table Uh, And still with 400 people a day dying because he used that against Trump, you know, there's going to be one less person at the table because of Donald Trump. That was part of his slogan during the uh, last presidential cycle. But uh, I'm always curious to see what your thoughts are. And I I know the independent voter is important. I just hope they do their homework.
2: Well, and and one thing I did want to ask you for sure is, do you think or is it just me getting older? I, I, I think that people are voting more with their feelings now mm. than they are with their with their brains. Uh, it, has it always been that way, or or is it getting worse? Like I feel like it is.
0: Well, here is the uh, yes, in essence, at a sixty thousand foot view, mm-hmm. campaigns do not educate. That's what schools are supposed to do. I always joke when I worked on campaigns, says, well campaign that educates us in terms of how that no that's not my job and my job is to win the election mm. have, I, can't, I don't have time to educate you I don't really have time to persuade you but I can push you so if you look at my resume and you look at what I've done and, and, and here's my issues and I don't have 50% well then I've got to, to push you to vote against the other person mm. people vote and that's emotion four ways. it's emotion And so campaigns really, if you don't know and grounded well now, then you won't know. Political knowledge continues to go down. Mm. The schools are failing. You're supposed to understand have critical thinking. Campaigns do not inform you. They will push you. And therefore, you'll see ads that will be focused on whether it is abortion or trying to define about the economy and trying to define these particular issues. And so that is a big misnomer. And you're absolutely right. It's a stimulus response Mm. based upon attitude, not beliefs, and not so much values. Mm. Because I don't have time to educate you in a campaign. I don't have the time and I can't really persuade you, but I can
2: push you
0: one way or the other.
1: Interesting.
2: And my question is: Do they really want them educated, or is it better (laughs) that you know they kind of keep them in the dark? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, just just take my word for it. In other
0: words, this right, is the context that, that the glass is half full or half empty, you yep. know, I, I keep going back to that if I persuade you. And so and I know that's a kind of a cynical view, but it's the truth.
2: But it is the truth, I- yeah.
1: As usual, Dr. Doctor Bob, you, you bring us back to some reality. Retired former director of the School of Communications. and uh, Whether we do, like it or not. Yeah, w. Thomas <laughs> Rice professor at Virginia Tech, Dr. Bob Denton. Thank you, as always, sir. It's my pleasure. We look forward to uh, maybe unpacking what the president said in the fallout. Oh, if Lord. it lasts that long. If about you can the, do that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it is uh,
2: 823.
1: Thanks for being part of the show. If you missed part of Dr. Bob's interview we'll have it uploaded on our soundcloud page go to soundcloud type in the morning jam on vtrn and begin typing in today's date and it should autofill just for you
0: the morning jam with janet rose and mark lamb